Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining one of my favorite topics today, nutrition and fertility. And I love it because you can take charge. And if you don't think food matters, think again. Mainstream medical cultural will have us believe that we have no power over our fertile destiny. And if we don't respond to conventional treatments like IVF, we are doomed. And I'm here to tell you that it's not true. What you do on a daily basis can greatly affect your outcomes. Our doctors just aren't trained in this area, so they can't advise you on it. They don't have the time to deep dive into your lifestyle and daily habits. They also most of the time only review literature closely related to what they do. Nutrition is not in the mix for them. Maybe if anything, they had like a one semester, few hour course. It's just not in their training. So they're not going to be able to advise you. They're not going to tell you that it matters either because they haven't reviewed the literature. They don't follow it. They don't pay attention to what's happening in this field. And that's why people like me are paying more attention because I do believe that you have more power over your fertile destiny than you think, or than maybe you've been told. Some will say there's not enough evidence to support nutrition for fertility. I beg to differ. Um, And today let's take a walk through some of the ways that nutrition affects your fertility. And we're actually going to be going through a study that references a bunch of other studies to talk about the interdependent relationship between nutrition and fertility. Let's start with an obvious one, being overweight. Did you know that 20 to 25% of women seeking fertility help are overweight? It's a pretty significant number. In particular, metabolic disorders, including diabetes, obesity, hyperlipidemia, so high kind of like triglycerides, like high cholesterol, commonly associated with hypercaloric diets, high calorie diets are suspected to affect a woman's fertility either by direct damage to egg health or by indirect interference with the pituitary hypothalamic axis, resulting in dysfunctional egg growth and development. Obese women show decreased insulin sensitivity, insulin resistance. You'll hear me talk about this a lot. And that's for egg health and for implantation. And they also show like regular hyperinsulinemia, which is high insulin, like a kind of continuous high insulin levels which may be involved in the pathogenesis or development or exacerbation of conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. So the reduced insulin secretion induced by dietary adjustments is an attractive non-pharmacological, so like not sort of like a drug treatment, no pharmaceutical treatment to prevent hormone imbalance and infertility in these cases. Additionally, a high BMI, so body mass index, so being overweight, is also associated with adverse pregnancy outcomes, such as gestational diabetes, hypertension, and premature birth. So it's a problem to get pregnant, and often it's a problem once you are already pregnant. 
Ovulation and egg health aren't only affected by being overweight. Being underweight is an issue too. Deficient food intake, inadequate alimentary regime, strong dietary restrictions, and general lack of nutrients results in a loss of both body weight and physical performance, delayed puberty, lengthening of the postpartum interval to conception, lower gonadotropin secretion. So lower levels of like the signals from your brain to get your ovaries to produce eggs and alterations in ovulation and increased infertility. Poor intake of proteins, micro and macro minerals and vitamins is associated with the reduction of reproductive performance and is directly correlated to reduced ovulatory maturation in women. So undernourishment is directly related to poor reproductive performance. So difficulty in growing an egg, in ovulating an egg, and I see this like manifesting in long cycles a lot of the time or just no cycles at all, no periods. So inadequate nutrition is closely linked to female reproductive issues. This is confirmed by the fact that both bulimia nervosa and anorexia, namely two pathologic conditions affecting 5% of women in childbearing age, are indisputable causes of amenorrhea, infertility, and miscarriages. And amenorrhea is when you don't get your period and you don't ovulate on your own. I've also seen eating disorders at a young age affect women's fertility later on in life, although it's really hard to say exactly how, but I've had enough patients who had an eating disorder when they were younger and it stopped their period. You know, they're still having this issue later on when they see me like 10 years later. Eating disorders aside, unbalanced diets with a prevalence of carbohydrates or deficiencies in healthy fatty acids, proteins, or vitamins and macronutrients definitely exert a negative impact on ovulation. Nutritional factors may influence not only oocyte maturation, but also quality of embryos and efficiency of implantation. In relation to oxidative stress is a cofactor of defective egg maturation. So oxidative stress, free radical damage, inflammation, an appropriate intake of proteins, antioxidants, and methyl donor supplements like folate and B6 and B12 may decrease the bioavailability of toxic oxidants. If you reduce the bioavailability of toxic oxidants. So the things, the free radicals that cause oxidative damage, and then it results in the protection of eggs, oocytes, and maturation of these oocytes. So the growth and development. So appropriate intake of proteins, antioxidants, and B vitamins reduces free radical damages and protects your eggs. Deficiencies of nutrients make you unable to detoxify properly and can lead to buildup of hormone-disrupting and inflammatory toxins that damage eggs and hinder implantation and also hinder ovulation. Hello, MTHFR mamas. If you've been diagnosed with this, this is even more so for you because women with MTHFR have trouble detoxifying as it is and have more trouble with inflammation and consequently fertility issues, miscarriage, et cetera. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, stated that long-lasting exposure to chemical agents such as heavy metals, pesticides, and vegetal toxins is related to reduced fertility and recurrent miscarriages. Furthermore, environmental pollutants can induce DNA modification in gametes and embryos by introducing genetic mutations. Women with blood clotting disorders, listen up because you'll literally have thicker blood with inflammation and toxins in your system. So eating organic helps, eating local can help and avoiding a lot of packaged foods with like chemicals and stuff that's been sitting in plastic, that helps. Now for the good news, a diet rich in fish, legumes, vegetables, and low in carbohydrates correlated with red blood cell folate and B6 in both blood and follicular fluid with a 40% increase in chance of pregnancy by IVF 
intracytoplasmic sperm injection, or ICSI. Similarly, a dietary intake of polyunsaturated omega-3 fatty acids, alpha-linoleic acid, and decosahexanoic acid, DHA, is related to positive outcome in women undergoing IVF and ICSI. So these come from fish like sardines and anchovies, for example. They're also in salmon, though those little fatty fish have probably a higher amount of them. And the B6 and folate, that's coming a lot from some animal foods and some green leafy vegetables. And so you can get a lot of this stuff that we're finding is helping the outcomes, the IVF outcomes and fertility outcomes. You're getting this from food. You can also get it from supplementation, but I always suggest doing food first and adding supplement to speed the process, but your body is not going to take the supplements and do the whole job. Basically, like you can't eat a bunch of inflammatory foods and stuff that bungs up your liver, or like upsets your microbiome and your blood sugar, and then take supplements and it's going to fix the whole thing. Like it's just not the way that you get results is by doing a combination strategy of these two worlds. Like you use nutrition, like actually what you eat and how you eat it, when you eat it, portions that you eat, and you couple that with supplementation. And then we have some magic. A case control study of 485 women from the Universidad de Nevada projects suggested that reproductive outcomes were improved in couples with a balanced diet. And then the Mediterranean diet has often been really looked at for a variety of health conditions, fertility being one of them. And it was associated with a 2.7 fold higher probability of achieving clinical pregnancy and live birth. So that's huge because the Mediterranean diet is really well known and we kind of understand the basic principles of this diet. It's just that the molecular mechanisms or underlying reasons why both cellular and sort of like physiological changes affect fertility so much, we just don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to me at least, because if we're lowering insulin levels, that's helpful. If we're lowering inflammatory markers, that's helpful. You know, if we are improving the HPA axis, the communication between the brain and the ovaries, that's helpful, right? So, you know, if we just break it down to just blood sugar and insulin and inflammatory issues, that in and of itself speaks volumes of how these types of diets are going to help our fertility. I'm launching a nutrition fertility course imminently. And, you know, though it echoes some of the stuff from the Mediterranean diet, it's not exactly that, but it does walk through what you do, basically, like what to avoid, what to eat, why, how to integrate it into your lifestyle and just make it super easy because this is a thing like these changes do not have to be hard. They can actually be fairly simple to integrate. It's just a matter of wrapping your mind around some changes. Like sometimes life is so busy that the thought of integrating a new thing is just repellent. You're like, I can't, I just can't do it. But here's the cool thing. The changes you make with your nutrition makes you feel like you have more space in your life. Like you will actually feel calmer and clearer and less overwhelmed when you change your diet for the better, because that's what happens when your blood sugar is balanced and when inflammation is down in your body. And when your microbiome is balanced, you actually feel overall better. Like your sense of well-being in all areas improves. And obviously for the sake of our conversation today, your eggs and your embryos and your chances of implantation are very likely to also improve. So 
the results of all of this, of these studies that are underway, the association between female fertility and food behaviors, including consumption of low glycemic carbohydrates, monounsaturated fatty acids, proteins of plant origin, and sometimes coupled with supplementation of iron folate and vitamins with antioxidant effect can be a huge help with fertility. And an adherence to some variation of the Mediterranean diet is shown to lower the risk of infertility, especially related to ovulatory disorders. And so, you know, we can maybe be looking at, or this study looked at, that integrating these types of changes could reduce your risk of ovulatory infertility by 69% and improve the egg growth and development. So keep this in mind you know, when you're feeling powerless in this journey that like, there's probably other areas that you can look at. And if you're already being perfect with your nutrition, which is possible, then maybe it's something else, maybe emotionally and spiritually, there's a little bit of a reset that could happen. And I'm going to be bringing on an intuitive reader and energy healer. So we can talk through that kind of stuff, but we have pieces of the pie that we can attend to. We don't want to give all of our power to our doctor. And they're wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Our doctors are wonderful. They're trying to help us. They're using all their methods, but they are not the full picture of making a baby a lot of the time. You know, there are other physiological and lifestyle factors and spiritual and emotional factors that are involved in making this magic. So take some of your power back, open your mind, and maybe think about creating a little bit of space in your life to make some changes. Hope this was helpful. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.